good morning and welcome. This is a Catch-22 podcast. A Catch-22 is defined as something, an absurd situation, not something, an absurd situation that is difficult or impossible to get out of due to circumstance. And because I tape this every day on my drive to the train station on my way to work, seems like a ridiculous situation that's impossible to get out of. We're calling it a Catch-22 podcast. But basically, we talk about uh, whatever the fuck's on my mind. A little, sometimes life, sometimes sports. Um, you know, today we'll get into a little bit of the winter meetings in baseball. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a little bit of uh, going over losing a pen last night. First time in 16 years. Uh, maybe we will. Oh, I do have. Uh, I do have five questions. Um, which is because I can't interview anybody because I'm a nobody podcast that inter- that talks for 22 minutes a day or so. That's a part of 22. The um, the catch 22 is generally it's about 22 minutes or so, give or take. Uh, so that's also that's another place you have to 22 from. Um, so because I don't interview anybody on this show, I do like to every Wednesday do a uh, a fake interview. Today is my first double, a dual interview. Um, I want to sit down with Adam Adovino, the reliever for the Colorado Rockies, who said he would strike out Babe Ruth every single time. And I want to sit down with Babe Ruth um, and have a chat with the two of them. I have about five questions for them. Um, last week, we did five questions with Santa Claus. That was excellent. And the week before that, we did five questions with Hugh Jackson. Um which was probably the most... You know what? I think both interviews were pretty good. Um, so we'll get into that later on on my drive. Uh, first, I do want to mention that... Um, and I, Every time I get into the elevator at work, I just kind of look around and take notice of everybody who's in there. A few things cross my mind. One is there's a, there's a chance... Oh, I've got a good one. But there's a chance these are the last four people or five or six people I'm going to see um, as this thing plummets to the basement and crushes us all. So that's a nice thought I have every, every time I get into the elevators. This is the, these are the people I'm going to see right before I die. Um, take note. I don't know why I do that. I just fucking it just it's a thought that I have. The other one is I look around and say, whoa. Who's gonna be who's gonna be a problem if this elevator gets stuck? Less morbid thought, but I, you know, an elevator could get stuck. And these things, they in my building, they'll they'll buck once in a while, and don't leave you too confident that it's gonna make it all the way. If they do. I haven't had a haven't had a problem yet. There's one time when I was going down and I was by myself, and it felt like for half a floor, it let it let go. And then it, like, pulled me back up. That was a little bit scary. That one, I actually had grabbed onto the railing. Like, I'm not sure what that would do, but, you know, your instincts kind of take over there. So there was an instance where it was a little scarier than just, like, a, like a, you know, like a back and forth or a quick up and down, something like that. That was a little scary. But I, you look around and just take notice. Like, which one of these guys is going to be a problem in here? Like, who's going to freak out? Who's going to be a bitch about it? Who's going who's gonna to cry? Who's going to be... Who's going to be helpful? Because me, I'm just going to shut the fuck up and kind of wait. I, I'm not a panicker, all right? I don't 
panic. I mean, maybe internally, maybe, but I will never, like, I'll, I'll let myself catch my, catch my breath for a second, I guess. Kind of take a look at the whole situation, figure out where to go from there. Or I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, the second we're in a problem, I'm not gonna start losing my shit. Okay. You know, there's times when you have to be a man of action. And you do that, like, you immediately, you know, whatever it might be. Whether you're driving a car, you got you don't have time to, like, think, should I swerve here and we're not rear in this guy, or should I ram right into the back of this guy? Like, you know, you can't think like that when you're driving a car. I'm, I'm coming to this light here at the, at the um, yeah, like here. I'm at the light at a uh, train tracks. I got to make a decision here. So I'm going to go right. Hope I can pass people at some point on the left because everything gets held up because of the fucking train. And there's a FedEx truck here. That's going to help me out a little bit. So that's what happens when you're late, man. Catch these fucking, tre- get, you know, I'm late, but I don't, I don't really care today. There's a lot going on. And uh, I'm not trying to make excuses or use them as excuses, but I was running a little bit late this morning and that's it. All right. That's it, man. It happens. So, yeah. So as far as that goes, i am uh, been dealing with that. I'm not going to get into it today. But my mother's in the hospital. And um, it's been it's just been a crazy week. Ups and downs. Questions and, you know, questions being answered. More questions coming up. Uh, I don't have anything really solid. But we are, you know, like anything, we're optimistic and hopeful. And, um, ah, see, this guy decided to burn a little red, and that fucked me in my, <laughs> that fucked me in my, um, attempt to burn the red. But whatever, it all worked out. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not gonna get into that, but it's been a hectic, crazy week. A lot of time at the hospital, uh, which you never love. I've been there before, man. It's just not... You know, when it's your turn to do it, and we all kind of have to go through it at some point, and it's your turn to do it, you just kind of have to suck it up. Um, yesterday, I got a little stressed. I realized something about myself. I never, I don't like this term, but I realized something about myself. I'm, I might be a stress eater. <laughs> I mean, I have eaten so much shit in the past five days. I mean, I've mowed some cookies. I've had candy. Yesterday I had a cheeseburger and fries in the hospital. It wasn't even my fucking dinner. It was just a fucking snack. It ended up being my dinner because I just didn't... I realized what the fuck I was doing. I was like, no, you can't do this to yourself. You, you can't fucking kill yourself with shit food for the next, you know, however long this process is. So <laughs> I might be a little bit of a stress eater. Um, ah, shit. Uh, so, yeah, stupid fucking term, though. And I, you know what I... I realized I hate these fucking little terms that people come up with. And I don't know how old that term is. Uh, I read somewhere the other day that one third of podcast listeners are millennials. I think that kind of causes a problem for me because I feel like, like I know I'm, I'm a millennial. I know I'm like the beginning. I'm 36 years old. I know I'm at like the beginning of that millennial generation. But I don't feel like a millennial, okay? I don't do all this shit that quote-unquote millennials do or that they're known for 
I have some of the same problems that they do. I have some of the same mindsets as they do. I don't enjoy all the same things that they do. I don't date. I never dated online. I got whatever. I don't. That's a fucking stupid example. But I don't. I know they're known for like they date online. They like avocados. <laughs> I like avocados too. Actually, I had a dream about avocado last night. <laughs> Maybe I am a fucking millennial. I don't know. Through and through. I had a fucking dream about an avocado. Just a massive avocado in my dream. And it was like split. It was delicious. I remember it being fucking delicious. Anyway. Uh, weird. Wow. That's a weird fucking dream. So. I don't know. Like just. Uh, I feel like I'm the anti-millennial sometimes. Where I just don't. I, don't, I also don't buy into that generational thing. Like, you wouldn't be where the fuck you want to be. You know, I feel like we're all kind of who the fuck we are. We're influenced a little bit by our surroundings. But in the end, we make the fucking decision on who, who we are, what we do, and who we hang out with. I feel like I'm a little bit of a dying breed. I just do. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm exactly the same way. I'm not influenced by exactly the same things that some younger millennials are. I'm not, uh... I don't know. I just... I feel I feel like I'm not exactly millennial. I'm not exact, and I'm definitely not. I don't know what gen is the generation Xer, right? Gen Xer is that before the millennials? I'm not exactly that either. I don't think I'm really anything. I don't feel. I don't really don't feel like I fit into any kind of generational uh, grouping. I don't know. So I don't know. That's probably a problem for me. But uh, it's like like I like I go back and forth on some of this. PC uh, type stuff. Like I hate the PC culture. I think it's important to not be an asshole. But I also think it's important. Like I think it's important to respect other people. I think it's obviously that's that's like non-negotiable. But uh, certain things I can't think of a good example right now because all like the all like the things are the forefront. And I'm going to say something that trying to make a point it's not going to be the right point if I if I use these things as, as an example. But uh, there's certain things that just go too, a little too far. You know. Uh, fuck, I wish I could think of a goddamn example. That sucks. All right. Coming tomorrow, I think of an example of PC culture gone wrong. Oh, like the whole shit with Rudolph. All right. I mean, this we've, we've, got, we've done this ad nauseum, so not coming tomorrow. So I've done this shit like ad nauseum. The whole thing with Rudolph, and maybe it's cold outside. Like, first of all, baby's cold aside, the guy's just trying to hustle a little bit. Okay? He didn't put his hands on her. He didn't grab her. He didn't rape her. He's just trying to hustle a little bit. He's trying to he's trying to talk himself. This girl obviously likes him. She's over having drinks with him. Okay? He's just trying to get a little little something. And every guy's been there before, man. Just trying to talk his way. He's trying to talk his way into a night. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Trying to get your way into a, trying to get a kiss, trying to get something. You know what I mean? Trying to get laid. Like every guy's been there, and we all need, and we all want to get laid. So I don't understand the fucking problem with this old song. There's that now. There's that one line in there that I admit, when you first hear it, like through the lens, the ear lens of today. I thought this for years, but there's that one throw, that one line where the girl's like, "Hey, what's in this drink?" <laughs> You're like, what? Wait, what? What'd you just say? What's in this drink? Now, that's just something that people said 50 years ago, 60 years ago. 
Like, if you serve Dean Martin a, a stiff drink, he might take a sip and say, like, hey, what's in this drink? You know, there's nothing like that. It's not, it's not implying that he drugged her, all right? It doesn't have a bitter taste like he crushed up a little fucking pill in her drink, all right? So he didn't Cosby her. But just a strong drink, okay? Maybe a little eggnog, you know, a little bourbon. Oh, what's in this drink? A little rum, maybe. I don't know what the fuck they did. Oh, what's hey? What's in this drink? Hey, I don't know, man. It's just a fucking, it's a fucking throwaway line that was written at a time where that was acceptable. Well, that was not acceptable. It wasn't even thought of as, well, this is risky. No, it was just a term that was used all the time. I mean, while you have, all, you know, I'm not going to fucking shame the rappers and singers and arm uh, pop singers of today and shit. Very sexual stuff going on. And yes, I know it's all about empowerment and it's all about taking control of being yourself and womanhood and all this kind of shit. That's fucking great and all. I'm all for it. But, you know, I, it, there's... You could, you could be offended by either one of these things. And one's more quote-unquote graphic than the other, all right? I, I don't have a problem with either one of them. But I'm saying, if you're going to call this out, I don't even know the girl, the woman's, the singer's line, so I apologize. Uh, but if you're going to call her out for singing that lyric 60 years ago, you have to start calling out current singers for, you know, some of the shit that they say in their songs. I don't know, man. Uh, so we're not getting into the winter meetings. Maybe we will, but I, you know, I do want to get in. Uh, maybe I'll finish with that. But all right, we got five questions coming up. Uh, we're going to sit down with um, Colorado Rockies reliever Adam Adovino. Listen, man, this guy had some. This guy had a good season. Ton of strikeouts. Um, faded in the second half a little bit. For being honest, I think Adam Adovino took into consideration that maybe not a lot of people fucking follow him. Uh, all season, I did. He was on my fantasy team. All right, full transparency. I'm not some not some baseball insider. I, I did have him, um, and I so I know about the blown saves in August when he was filling in for uh, where the fuck the Rockies closer is. See, didn't have him on my fantasy team. Um, I know about all the strikeouts. I mean, like 12 Ks per nine. Great. And then he had some problems. I think he had some problems in the playoffs, too. I don't remember. You know, I should have looked this up. I don't remember exactly, but I think he had some problems in the in their playoff game that they had. Uh, did they have a play-in game? Oh, they think they had a play-in game. Maybe. I don't remember now. Fuck. Beginning of October was so long ago. Uh, and I'm going to sit down with the great Bambino, the Sultan of Swat. You know him. You love him. Uh, the great Babe Ruth. Babe, how's it feel? You've been dead for 80 years now. How are you feeling? Uh, and what's it like on the other side? Do they have beer on the other side? Man, I would love to have a beer with Babe Ruth, wouldn't you? There's a there's a few... Man, if I had to go back... I don't think I could do it, just... Um, man, I don't know who my top three... If it was me and three others sitting at a bar... Look, what number one is Hunter S. Thompson. I need to have a beer with that guy. Alright, he is number one forever on my list of a person that I want to... That would my all-time list of people I would want to have a beer with. Okay, so these also have people that would drink. See, because you could do writers, and you could do like Hunter, and then you get Hemingway in there because Hunter admired Hemingway, and they were both heavy drinkers, and that'd be interesting. 
but you did make it like your own three. And Babe, I don't know, is that Babe on the list? I don't know. Mickey might be on the list. I don't know. If Mickey Mantle might be on the list. I don't know if Babe's on that list. Babe's on the short list, you know, for Final Cut. I'm not sure he's making the Final Cut, though. Um, I would probably say Mantle over the Babe. But that being said, um, we're here today with Babe Ruth. Hope I didn't offend you with my uh, assessment this there. Uh, who is your favorite Yankee of all time um, after um, your retirement? That's a good question. I don't know. He might be, you might be a Billy Martin fan. You might be a Mickey Mantle fan yourself. I would. I don't know. Whitey. Whitey seemed to be. See, I think what you know, Mickey was was the number one guy. A little bit gregarious. Um, he was the star. Okay. Billy, he was like the. He wasn't a star. He was a good ball player. He was just kind of not a hanger on, but he had the same hobbies that Mickey and Whitey had. And Whitey was, I felt like, was the guy who, why he would drink with them. Uh, maybe kind of looking out for everybody, kind of being sure everybody stayed in line, didn't get in too much trouble. He was the guy who was in control. He's the chairman of the board, for Christ's sake, right? So I'm not sure. Maybe he'd want to hang out with Whitey because Whitey would look out for him. Maybe he'd hang out with Billy because Billy was nuts. Um, or maybe he just want to hang out with Don Larson because Don Larson loved, loved to throw back whatever, and he'd drink whatever he put in front of him. And Don Larson, I happen to know on an inside tip here, Likes to drink Tuwaka, which you've never heard of, but it is a liquor that Don Larson likes to drink or like to, and it's disgusting. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I, I'll drink pretty much anything you put in front of me. I'll try it. You know, certain things. I'm not like a shot of gin. It's kind of gross to me, uh, but I'll drink gin mixed with something. And I, uh, you know, I'm not a big vodka guy, but I mean, I like vodka. Like a, a shot. You know what? Chilled vodka. Sometimes you got to drink like a Russian man or a Polak. Sometimes you got to do it. And it's, it's good. It's good to live that life sometimes. Um, just chill some vodka, throw some back, throw some shots back. That's fun. Um, I have a friend who's Polish, and he said he'd go over to uh, to Poland to visit his family over there. And they were all like farmers, not not very well off. But when he was there, he'd wake up in the morning, you know, seven o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, get ready to go to work. With their breakfast, they'd be doing shots of vodka with him. I don't know if it was if that's there every day or that's just because they had a, they had a guest. I don't know. Uh, so, Mr. Ruth, what you, what do you what? How do you feel about this um, contemporary reliever who can't even go two complete innings? Says he would strike you out every time. I mean, Adam Ottavino may be two winning pitcher at the most, and he thinks he's going to strike you out every time. I think Babe would say maybe he get the best of me. You know, I swing for the fences, swing for my heels. But it, you know, in my day, we didn't have. The specialized relievers that just come in for a couple batters. Would he even get to face me? Or they bring a lefty specialist to face me? I think that's what he would say. So, yeah, maybe you get my number once. But I'd, I'd catch up to you, Cage. I'd catch up to you once in a while. I'd put one over the fence. Okay? You had kind of a dead arm at the end of the season. I know I got a little tired at the end of the season. You could be had, Adam. Besides, we didn't let your kind play in the game. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, out of Vino, I don't know what the fuck he is. I just a vow. I just assume he's Italian, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure his kind would be allowed in the game when Babe played. And Babe, I assume, would be in better shape now if he was playing today's game. Um, odd. So I mean, behind this fucking Yukon guy, and he's taking a slow ass turn in his fucking BMW, Yukon and Fairfield. I have no problem with the BMW. I got a big problem with the Yukon. 
So, uh, I don't know. Would you buzz him? Like, how would you pitch him? That's what I don't know. Adam, are you, you going to like pitch under his chin? Or, uh, you know, Babe doesn't wear all the gear that people wear today in today's game, you know. Uh, would you would you be would you be thrown under his chin? Would you be uh, welcome to the union? You know, you, what, what do you have in store for? Him? See what Adam said there. Kind of see it, what his strategy would be. Probably wouldn't give away too much. I'm gonna sit right next to the man. And also, I want to Adam. Like, how do you feel talking shit about a guy who's been dead for 80 years? You know. I mean, his, what does that prove? Well, that proves nothing, Mister Adam. You know. Um, you gotta love this fucking guy. Parks, not not a spot. So, um, I'm not sure if that was five questions or not. Finally, uh, babe, what what do you want to drink? What what do you what do you having? Adam, what are you drinking? Protein shake? Fuck out of here. Me and babe are gonna hang out for a little bit, have a beer, a couple shots. Maybe we'll get a nice steak. You go have your protein shake. I don't know, some egg whites and some uh, and some spinach wrap or something. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Me and Babe are going to have a night. All right. Thanks for coming by. Two medium rare steaks, uh, baked potato, uh, iceberg wedge, uh, a little whiskey, and a couple beers. Thanks. Leave the bottle. That's it for me. That's five questions. Babe Ruth, Adam Adovino. Um, I, don't was five. I don't know if that was five, but that was even any fucking good, to be honest with you. Uh, if uh, you listened and made it this far, thank you very much. Appreciate you listening. And have a great fucking day. And don't take your... Ah, Jesus. Fucking fumbled that one up. Fucking line at the end of every show. I fumbled it. Don't take any shit from anybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow.